What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome to another episode of It Is What It Is, 8bit.net's news and current affairs podcast. Each and every week, we bring you all our tales and all the news you need to know about. I'm your host, Jack Cruz, and joining me this week, host of Gosha and DJ for Breakfast, Geelong's own 96.3's master of the hot take, it's DJ Payne. <laughs> uh, thank you, Jack. I'm very excited to be here. I, uh, I, I started off by saying to you uh, before we started rolling, I have never felt so overprepared and yet totally underprepared for a show in my life. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. I appreciate that. I mean, I... I'm sure it'll work out for the best. Yeah. So it always it always does. I hope so. And I and I have to start off by saying, A, I'm a super fan of the show. Yes, yes. And B, uh, I am am very stoked to be asked back onto the show. This time by myself. Without Jono holding my hand. It's great. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Without Jono holding you back. Uh, thank you for joining me, th- and thank you for your uh, your support um, over the journey. It's, it is very much appreciated. And, you you um, are welcome. It's great to have you back. I'm sorry we weren't able to organise to do it in person, but uh, we got there in the end. Well, we're we've, we're working over Skype. I've got computers plugged into computers, microphones everywhere. Should yep. work out fine. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be good. <laughs> uh, how are you, mate? Thank you for joining me. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. It's been a uh, uh, you know recording this on a Sunday night. It's been a mm. uh, uh, a, a nice. The, the, it's at the time of this recording, we've just started school holidays, and I've got three oh, boys. Happy uh, days, and yeah, happy days exactly. So uh, running around with them, getting family stuff ready, and uh, it's one of those weekends where you go Sunday night. Sunday night already? Are you serious? Mm, like it's one mm, of those weekends. Yeah, I know. I've had a very similar one. I had a big, big, big weekend. A lot going on. So uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to jumping into some news though. Now, DJ. Yes. This is normally the part in the show where I, I ask my uh, guests, who is their daddy and what do they do? <laughs> and you, in your infinite wisdom, were kind enough to prepare me some questions to ask you. I have to butt in and say, listen, I, I, I'm so sorry. And if I've overstepped my bounds, <laughs> no, I apologize no. because I love the show. I love everybody mm. who's been on the show, except for mm. one person. We might talk about that later on. All right. But, okay. uh, the, uh, you know, we'll start off the hot take straight away. But, the, uh, yep. but I often go, oh, I don't know these people. I often mm. don't listen to the other podcasts that they're on. Mm-hmm. And and their introduction to me is through it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, who are these people? Gee, it would be great if if great if Jacko asked a few boom 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 questions, mm-hmm. and I got a bit of an a bit of an idea of who they are and just the the very basics. Mm. Very good. Well, I appreciate you uh, putting this together, and I will be using this going <laughs> forward. So, without further ado, we're about to find out who is DJ Payne. So, DJ, where were you born? And what year? Okay, I'm I, I'm I'm putting it out there. I think I'm the oldest person you've had you have on the show. That's correct. For, I'm 46. I'm born in 1972. Model. Uh, yeah, I was born wow. in Brisbane, and uh, you know, uh, raised on the Gold Coast. So I, I I consider myself a Queenslander, Queenslander. Uh, living living down here in Geelong. Very good. And did you you grew up on the Gold Coast? Mostly in the Gold Coast. Uh, my mum and dad moved around a lot. I think we worked out once. By the time I was four and we resettled back on the Gold Coast, I'd, we'd lived in 18 different places, twenty oh, wow. between 18 and 20 different places. So yeah. moving around a lot as a kid, not yeah. that I really remember that, but pretty much my all my formative years, mm. I'd say was on the Gold Coast. And, yeah, right. uh, and then I've been back and forth between Geelong and the Gold Coast for the last 20 years. Yeah, right. Very good. Hmm. Very good. 
Uh, married, single, yes. kids. Married, uh, been married for 17 years to my lovely wife, Benita. We have three boys, uh, otherwise known as the Brothers Payne, yeah. uh, 14-year-old, uh, 11-year-old, and a 9-year-old. Magnificent. Yeah. Any pets? No pets. We're, we're not no a pet pets. family. Yeah, no. I know. And okay. people really judge us on that. <laughs> I, yes. I, and I know that I'm in the minor, minority here in Australia. That yeah. we, I grew up in a household of no pets, and mm-hmm. I've sort of carried on the tradition, but I tell you what, I'm very tempted to get a dog at the moment with my yeah, boys. Yeah, get a dog. Yeah, get a dog. Don't get a cat. Cat's no, oh, no, no, no. I'm not a cat person at all. Good, good, good. Uh, and uh, we've already kind of alluded to it, but what do you do for a job? Give us, what is your day job? Uh, well, now I work in radio, and uh, I do a breakfast show on a community radio station, on a Christian community radio station. There's all my cool cred right out the window, straight at the beginning <laughs> of the show. The uh, But I... I for the last 23 years, I've been a professional photographer, photographing uh, all around Australia and uh, mostly weddings and families, had a, f- uh, a couple of different photography studios, mm-hmm. uh, that type of thing. And then I've always mucked around, always kept a finger in both community radio, uh, different radio stations and podcasting. And a couple of years ago, that led to this position. And about a year ago, well, really, yeah, pretty much a year ago, as this episode goes out, mm. is when I started full time on radio doing the breakfast show. And you like it? How's, how's that going for you? It is excellent. Mm-hmm. Bre- getting up early in the mornings every day is hard. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know, you know, but and it's and people. And again, I know every tradie out there is listening to me, going, "Yeah, cry me a river, you." Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, well, you poor didms. But it's. I, I try to explain to people. Look, it's not the getting up early and 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 in you know setting the alarm and getting up. That's not the hard bit. Mm. The hard bit is actually within an hour of being up while everyone else is still asleep. You have mm. to be. Not even that, ball. probably. Yeah, you have to be on the ball, mentally on yeah. the ball. Yeah. That's the hard bit of being on that early in the morning mm. for about three and a half hours straight. Yeah. And then having the rest of the day. It gets hard. Yeah, but no, no doubt. One, I, know, I know no one's got any sympathy for me, so I'll just shut up. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, now I want uh, I want quick. This is this is rapid fire. So okay, rapid just give fire. me your top. You've written top. You've written top three here, but I just want the top the top one. Okay. For for each of these. So yep. top movie, favorite movie. Oh jeepers, that's hard. Favorite movie. I would have to say Dancer in the Dark. Uh, that's a Lars von Trier film uh, with Björk in it. Otherwise right. known as Björk. You know, everyone calls her Björk, the singer. Yep. Uh, she'd also be my favourite top singer of all time, and okay. she stars in a movie, Dance from the Dark. It's hopelessly sad about the you know about death, life, and crime, and wow. the best movie ever made. Right? Okay, there you go. There's another hot take. <laughs> favorite, top favorite TV show? Oh, at the moment, uh, I'm really liking Baskets with uh, Zach Galifianakis. Okay, uh, an amazing comedy show. But I'd have to say, of all time, would be The Leftovers. Um, the leftovers. The leftovers. Okay. Made by the guy who made Lost. Yeah. Uh, and three seasons, twenty-eight episodes. You're in and out. And yep. again, it's another. It's a. It's a, It's twenty-eight episodes on life, death, and loss. Mm. All right. <laughs> there you go. There's a theme there. There's a theme. So, that's it. We'll see if it continues on. Favorite book. Um. Oh man. Okay. This is hard. Favorite book. I. I, I guess I would even go favorite author would be C.S. Lewis. He's the one who wrote the Narnia Chronicles. Okay. Uh, but he the final um final nonfiction book that he wrote in his life in the fifties was a book called Till We Have Faces, mm-hmm. and and that is just one of the most beautiful books I've ever read. Mm-hmm. Very good. I'll, I'll let you guess the theme for that one. Yeah. <laughs> Love, death, loss. <laughs> favorite game. 
Now are you a gamer? I didn't. No, no yeah, okay. Well, this is why this is why I, I put this question in there. I'm not a gamer. Okay. I don't. I've, I don't own any game consoles. Mm-hmm. My three boys beg me every term, every school holiday for another for a game console. Yeah. Uh, and I'm one of these horrible people who who don't <laughs> believe in game consoles. Okay. And anytime I play games, it's a two minute game on my iPhone. Right. Okay. That's so when a- you say you don't believe in game consoles, is it as in like you? I mean, not that you, obviously you believe that they exist because they are a material <laughs> object, but is it like you have a moral obligation to them? It's no. A, what's oh, the- look. I, this is. I'm going to really get everybody offside straight away because I know that your audience is is mm. so game game centric. Mm-hmm, and I think mm-hmm. this might be this might be something. This is my first time I'm going to play the old man card tonight. Yeah. I think it's I think it's that 46 year old part of me. I think I missed the the real uptake because mm-hmm. I've got friends who are even just a few years younger than me who mm. they're um, my little brother who's five years younger than me. Mm. His idea of relaxation, like for mm. me, I might go for a walk and listen to a podcast or yep. read something or mm-hmm. go out somewhere. His idea is I'm going to sit on the couch for three hours and play a video game. Mm-hmm. On on the PlayStation or the Xbox or something like that, and I mm-hmm. just look at him and go, "I does does not compute." Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that's not for everyone. Not for me. Hmm. Uh, favorite sporting team. Uh, here's my next uh, hot take. I am not a sporting person at I'm all. Sporting guy. Do not oh, follow okay. any sport. Am not interested in sport. Right there, you go. So hopefully, if anybody, if I've lost people with the gaming, uh, I might gain some fans back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what's uh one <laughs> one random thing that you're truly passionate about? Okay, I think one I probably uh, already. Uh, one random thing that I'm truly passionate about is, uh, I would say comedy. I'm a bit okay. of a comedy nerd. Mm-hmm. I love uh you know good comedians. I love studying comedy. Mm-hmm. I'm not a comedian or anything myself. Uh, I could I couldn't imagine anything worse than getting up and and doing stand up or doing skits or anything like that, mm. but true comedians and for me that would be Seinfeld and Larry David and mm. and, and you know and other modern people today. I just mm. I'm just a, I nerd out a little bit about comedy. Mm. Fair enough. You love comedy. There you go. There you go. Uh, your religious or spiritual worldview. Um, you've already kind of answered that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and again, I because th- often I, I, the reason why I'm asked, I've, I, I've made up these questions, and feel free to edit any of these out, is because this <laughs> is what this is what I'd love to know about the people that you talk to, and yep. so and so for me, I think you know to come clean right from the beginning, I'm a very uh, committed uh, evangelical Christian, whatever mm-hmm. you know. And again, I know that. Uh, and I love hearing the conversation that that every time Jono's on, that you mm. and Jono have about Christianity makes me laugh every time. <laughs> because in your in Jack, in your mind, I love it, mm. and in a lot of people's mind, mm. the word Christian is um, totally swappable mm. with the word Catholic. You know, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. And for me, as a traditionally, I'm more of a Reformed Baptist, and I know that means nothing to everybody else, mm. but. Uh, from my worldview, I've, I, it's like a, you know, it's sort of like saying to someone, oh, you're religious, all the religions are the same. And I know for some people that's a valid thing to that they think, oh, all, one religion, all religions are the same. Mm. But f- trust us, for those of us who actually truly believe in something bigger than ourselves, it can get really particular in what you believe and how mm. it's different from the other people next door, you know? Mm, mm, mm. Definitely, definitely. And your political 
leaning? Yeah, uh, yeah. This is probably the number one question, especially with the news that you do, like covering the news that you do. Mm. That I mm-hmm. often go, oh, I would love to know what this young person or what this, you know, the other guests that you have on, which way they lean, because it mm. often, you know, again, not that I want to put anybody in a box, but uh, so for me, I would consider myself very much a centrist. I, I, with a little bit of leaning towards conservatism, I believe in, mm-hmm. I believe in small government or less government, and yep. uh, I'm, I've always been someone who's worked for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the age of uh, you know forty six, literally wa- working walking into this radio station, working for them, is the first time I've actually worked for anybody. It's the first You're time right. I've had superannuation. It's the first time I've had, like I had to sit down with my boss at the radio station, and he said. Now you have um, time in lieu and time for this and t- sick time, mm. and I said, "No, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> I don't understand any of this. You're speaking Chinese," and they couldn't yeah. believe it. Yeah. I didn't have a superannuation account. I didn't have anything. So I've always been that type of person, very independent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, work for myself. Uh, mm-hmm. Not, not uh, you know, one for the bigger government or working for the government or unions or stuff like that. I mm-hmm. come from a tradition that is very much, you know, uh, a little bit more on the conservative side of things. There. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, that gives us a good snapshot of you, DJ. Well, ho- now, hopefully that's helpful. Hopefully that's helpful. I think so. I okay. think so. And I think it's a, you make a valid point. It'd be good to sort of give the get our like for the listeners, our, give our guests, give give them a good snapshot of who our guests are and I guess where they sort of land in the the grand scheme of things. Now, DJ. Yeah. As is the case every week, it has been a massive week in news. So it's time to get into some rapid fire. Rapid fire. To kick it off. With our first story, former AFL player, now former AFL commentator, Barry Hall is sacked from Triple M football after making a horrendous making horrendous comments about fellow commentator Lee Montagna's pregnant wife during their Friday night broadcast. Now, DJ, I didn't hear this live, but I have read the comments. And uh, I was I was able to actually find the and again I'm blaming mm. this on you, Jack. I, I had okay. I went searching in the dark parts of Twitter, mm. and I found an audio recording of the show, mm. and so I ended I had to subject myself to <laughs> mm. to the audio recording mm. of the show. So I've had to listen to it. Yep. And what were your thoughts? I, I look. I think it was. Again, I'm not a sporting person, so I don't know who this guy mm. is. All I know is is very vaguely from the newspapers mm. that he's been a bit of a bad boy in the sporting yep. world, you know, that's, and sort that, of that's fair, yeah. But also a bit of a larrikin, like he's one of those, you know, Aussie larrikins that the newspapers love to hate. Yeah, you know? yep, yep. Um, and when it was a Triple M sports show, I immediately think of a bunch of. You know, blokey blokes, brut- yeah, brutish yobbos mm. being crass and mm-hmm. you know making off-color jokes. So this sounds. This is, I'm going to sort of say two things that maybe contradict each other. Mm. What he said was horrible and mm. and was not very nice and everything like that. But it sounded like it went over fantastically in the room. Everybody was laughing. Yeah, the guy who set it up, the guy whose wife he was talking about, he mm. fully set him up for the type of joke that he made. It was not yeah. his fault at all. And so therefore, I think it's a little bit a little bit of a scapegoat type of thing to say, right, he's fired, he's out of here. I've, I felt there was a bit of an overreaction, to be honest, really? in that type of world. But I don't know anything about that type of world. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that... Like he's, it's not his fault at all. Like, I, would, I definitely wouldn't go as far as... I mean, he, he's got to take responsibility for his action. He just can't... Like, you just can't say stuff like that anymore. Like, yeah. that's, that's stuff that you just, like... You just don't like, you know, you can, 
especially not on like live radio where mm. there's potentially children and uh, you know triple m have done a lot or tried to do a lot over the last sort of decade to bring in you know a strong female audience with you know, different presenters and different shows and that kind of thing have, have, just, have i got it wrong was it jack wasn't it was it broadcast like wasn't it late at night Am I, have i got that part no no wrong? this was like this was like six six o'clock in the afternoon like this is like oh. pre-game before the game oh. like, this is bef- this was broadcast okay. before the before yeah, the well, match then that's, started yeah that's um, not uh, that's not uh, yeah i mean look it's one of those things like it, it, it's i mean i guess it's sort of a, a big part of it is like being self-aware and you should be aware that you can't say stuff like that in this day and age especially not in a public forum like mm. whether you need to say that kind of stuff in a private with your mates and that okay cool you know we all we've all said stupid crass shit i definitely have i say stuff all the time that you know i wouldn't say in front of my mum or my girlfriend and this kind of thing but mm-hmm. you know nothing sort of to that level i don't think but mm. um yeah i just i just i mean i think they made the only call that they could which is to pull him off the air like you can't they probably you know you just like you can't leave him on and they're rightfully maybe not rightfully so but i think there's been a lot of people who have um the herald sun run a poll to ask whether, you know, he should have been sacked or not. I think it was like 56 was yes and 44 yeah. was no. So there was pretty, you know, it was pretty, which might say a bit about the demographic of who's reading the Herald Sun. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, you know, it says a lot about, I guess, that audience. And, and you, sort of to your point about the reaction mid sort of, like, you know, mid room. Like, if that was me, and I guess it says a lot about Lee Montagna as well and the kind of person he is. And, and that if, if, you know, he did set him up for the joke or his reaction to it but like if someone had said that about my pregnant girlfriend like i mean probably not barry hall because he's he's a very large strong <laughs> man who's known for knocking people out yeah. but i'd probably have a crack do you know what i mean like if someone said that about my pregnant wife i'd be like oh you know and so the, so the guy who, what's the name of the of the footballer who has the pregnant wife Lee Montagna. Okay, so I really I think he's partly to blame because he yeah. he described the procedure in a very graphic way. Yeah, and and innuendo laden way. Mm. You can and you can hear the wink in his eye yeah, as he's yeah, saying yeah. it, yeah. setting up his mate for the joke. And yeah. they, I, I I think it's a bit of a four guy situation. Again, mm. I'm not excusing what he said, and I agree 100 percent with you, Jack. You got to be mm. mindful, and even if someone mm. sets you up. Like that, you don't mm. you don't go there live on air. Mm. You've you've got to know what you're doing. So, yeah, yep. it's uh, but I, uh, I don't know. Do you, do you think we're living in an age of over um, sensitivity with where you can't make jokes and these types of things like that? Oh. When you, like you know, would that would that have would that joke have gone over ten years ago and been would no one have oh. blinked another eye at it? Do you think? Uh, look, uh, uh, having being passionate about radio and hearing what goes mm. on in radio. I would say 100%. But mm. that point of what you're making about uh, what's appropriate in the public sphere, mm. I would love to put a pin in that conversation because I think it's going to come up again later on. How's that? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, our next story. Former Australian cricket captain Steve Smith is photographed alone in a New York bar drinking a beer. The horror. <laughs> now, this is a, another story. Uh, we mentioned the Herald Sun already, and um, this was a story that was run uh, in the Herald Sun, which was um, the headline of sad, depressed Steve Smith strikes a lonely figure drinking a beer on his own, you know, miserable in New York City. And and uh, just, this was very much like, and the Herald Sun is very much viewed as the tabloid paper oh. of, of, you know, Melbourne. Yeah. But 
you know, I, I've never seen it to that level. Like that's like Daily Mail type yeah, shit. Yeah, that, that was that was that was like the sun in like that was horrid. That yeah. was like the most clickbaity, yeah. dis, dis, non-news story non-news, I've ever yeah. seen in my life. It's for a guy who's on holiday. <laughs> in New York City to not be able to sit in a bar and have a beer on his own without being strikes a like give me a break I thought, I thought it was absolutely disgraceful and rightfully so pretty much everyone else in the public sphere has agreed with that yeah, sort of yeah. viewpoint there was just trash trash reporting by yeah. Herald Sun bit of, bit, twofold non-story for myself as I've said I'm a non yeah, sport I'm, not, I'm a non-sporting person I <laughs> mm-hmm. wouldn't know this person if I tripped over him uh, mm. so for me it's pretty much random stranger sits in bar alone like is the story yeah. for me and I go yeah. what do you do uh, yeah. Like, I'm one of those people who my idea of a fun night out at the movies is mm. going by myself. Yep. Yep. And similar. I'm a, similar. Yeah, I'm a massive fan. I know a lot of people. There's two types of people out there. People mm. who uh, love going to the movies with people, big crowd of mm. people, or that special someone. And there's weirdos like myself who go, no, no, leave me alone. Yep. Let me concentrate. Let me enjoy. <laughs> Sit my favorite spot because it's probably going to be a little bit too close to the screen for you. Yep. And if someone took a photo of me and put it in the paper, you know, radio DJ sad, lonely, depressed, yeah. eats popcorn by himself. Yeah. I'd be like, but no, no, that's my preference. I'd rather yeah. do that. So, yeah. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah, I'm the same. Like, I, I go to the movies on my own. I go to the football on my own. Like, I think, um, you know, alone time is important. So, th- yeah. I, this was just a, a ridiculous story by the Herald Sun and um, rightfully sort of shouted down by pretty much every single person in Australia, which was good. Uh, next story. Canada legalizes marijuana. Now, DJ, as a conservative <laughs> Christian, where do you come down on the legalization of marijuana? Oh, boy. Um, look, besides the whole Christian part of me, you know, but mm. put, if I try to take that hat off, which I can't, but if I take off that side of me, I've always been one of those bit of a straighty 180, you know, like I've yep. always been one of those... Um, uh, I was really attracted, and this sort of came up, I came up, grew up in the era of um, that, that second wave of punk in the 80s, uh, yep. and and there was that real straight edge scene that started mm-hmm. around that time, and I was mm-hmm. always, you know, really attracted to that type of thing, like people who were pretty full on in the culture, but mm-hmm. lived in a sort of like, no, no, I don't want any substances to, yep. you know, to, to yep. rock me, I'm sort of in control. Yeah. I think beside, I think I've always been attracted to that, and I'm a bit of a control freak. So I am that I am yes, I'm that type of dork who has never been drunk. I don't oh, really. Dr- I don't drink. I don't smoke. I've never taken drugs. I've I've never done anything. Now I have a lot of friends and family who have done it all, and I've been mm. around them when that has happened. Mm. And I'm not. And if someone's drinking something that I haven't drunk, I will say, "Hey, mm. give me a, give me a sip. Let me yeah. taste it." Yeah. 99% of the time I'm like that's disgusting yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm a bit I'm a bit of a dork when it comes to this type of stuff mm-hmm. I, I don't have I'm not one of those people who to use a big word have a propensity mm-hmm. towards substances like mm-hmm. as far as you know mind altering substances I've never been mm-hmm. You know, another way to say it is, is if you're looking at it in the negative light, I've never been tempted to, yeah, okay. to towards that that type of thing. Yeah. Uh, whereas my younger brother, um, you know, who I've, I've mentioned him twice now, uh, is is uh, you know he's he's the opposite. He's struggled mm. with stuff all his life, yeah. And I just don't have it in me. So I, I it, it all sits in sort of a other 
cloud mm. to me. Me personally, if I was, if so, if 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 the magic fairies or God Himself came down and dinged me on the head and said, "Right, you are now the ruler of the land, l- ruler mm. of the world, dictator of everything," mm. I would mm. say, "Fantastic, marijuana be gone!" Like I, it would mm. not, there wouldn't be, I wouldn't have that in a world. I, it would be a very boring world because I would get rid of every a lot of stuff that people would consider fun. <laughs> so, so, so I'm, I guess you're not for the legalization of marijuana then. I, 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 I think so. I know too many. I literally had a conversation with a mm. with a, a mate well, of mine. What this- it, so, what? It, so, other than like the the, I mean, the points around, you know, that it's not for you, that you've never been tempted by yeah, it, yeah, all that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like, where, what, what's your objection to it as far as the, I guess, the pros for it being legalized, which is the being able to regulate it being able to tax it, being able to then put the funding back into research for yeah, yeah. you know preventative prevention and mental health and these types of things. Um, I, the revenue raising from the taxes and that kind of stuff, taking it out of the criminal's hands. Like, what, yeah. what are, I guess, your objections Look, to all those types of things? I think it's a slippery slope, personally, with, with a lot of those arguments. Arguments about finances, arguments about, hey, taking it out of the criminal's hands is a slippery slope because, hey, we've done it with this, now we're going to legalise. What's next? You know, what else do we, do we you know, make, mm. make acceptable? Look, my personal stories are with my friends and family and I've seen the struggle and the devastation that marijuana, yeah, just, just the chuff, just, you know, just dope has had in mm. people's lives. I'm not talking about, you know, anything harder than that. Mm. I've seen the struggle uh, in, in their lives with that. So... I, and I know that one of the arguments is, hey, if it was legal, then it would be able to, you know, you'd be able to regulate and da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, but it's not going to take away the illegal aspect of it. There's still guy, guys going to be dealing, and I know that's what we're already dealing with. So I know I'm sort of, I might be contradicting myself here, but in the end, I would say, I would say don't. I I, I just, my, that's my gut feeling on it is, mm. oh, I don't, I don't like it, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, I've been vocal on this show before that I'm very much pro the legalization. Yeah. Um, I just feel like the, I, I think it's one of those things like people are going to smoke, people that smoke marijuana mm. are going to continue to smoking marijuana, yes. whether it's legal or not. Yeah. I'd rather them be buying it from a government regulated yep. business than from a drug dealer. And, and you know, it's, um, and you know, it's not laced with some sort of, you know, bath cleaner in it and blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot safer. They can sort of produce it in a way that sort of takes out a lot of the negative aspects of it. Um, the paranoia and that kind of stuff, like they can, they can, genetically and uh, you know alter it to mm, sort mm. of take those things out of it um and then uh, you know the the revenue raising and that i like i just think it's it's a great way to put you can put all that stuff back into um you know like like i said the research around mental health and prevention and that kind of stuff and you know i would like in a like you know if i was like like you said the ruler of the world and you could snap my fingers <laughs> i would i would 100 percent have marijuana legal and i would outlaw alcohol because i think alcohol is a much worse drug than than marijuana I, I, but, I, I'm with you 100% on that mm, one but it's 100% legal you know you can purchase it as soon as you turn 18 you know this is another thing this is a side tangent that I've always found really bizarre about our country is that on the same day we go here you go you can have a beer is the same day we go here you go here's some car keys yeah. so <laughs> I've, I've always found that really bizarre um, but yeah I, I think alcohol is a much more damaging drug than um, marijuana preach it brother so I think if you know 
And there's also, I mean, we can go down, we can talk about this for hours, but the positive effect, like medicinal effects of marijuana as well is a really important thing that that we sort of looked at a lot more. I literally, I've literally got uh, friends with mental health issues and anxiety that marijuana Mm. has helped significantly. Mm. I have other people who have uh, been treated with, you know, with like they have severe forms of cancer and Mm. marijuana and and marijuana oil and things like that have been Mm. amazing for them. So I'm, I'm the first one to say, Obviously, and again, this is where the Christian worldview comes in. <laughs> God made this plant for some reason, yeah. you know. So yeah. there must be something there that we can use. Yep. Of course, we can misuse it, but yep. there must be something there that we can use. So I, I, I for one, would say, hey, listen, medicinal purposes mm-hmm. and medicinal research, I think, should continue with this plant. Mm. But as far as it sort of making it, hey, it's legal for everyone, and you just have to go, and it's hard as hard as a packet of cigarettes to buy. Oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, I mean, I'm not sure of the the specific details on that, but I'd like to think that there's sort of like um, potential, like I know the way that they do it in like California, that kind of stuff is you have to have a doctor's prescription and that, whereas I think this is going to be a little bit more open in Canada where it's basically sort of, you know, I haven't I haven't sort of seen all the, the finer details on that, but obviously there'll be some kind of regulation. Of, I don't think everyone will be able to just walk in and buy it. I would hope not. Yeah. But uh, I guess that we'll, we'll find out. Uh, and... Our last rapid, well, it's not really, I mean, I guess, yeah, our last rapid fire story, but it's a story we covered last week around the um, the border and the US border child separation crisis. And I wanted to, obviously, I've given my thoughts on it. And I, as a father yourself, and um, obviously you have a, a different sort of view on things generally, <laughs> I'd like to, I'd, I just wanted to get your take on the whole situation and I guess how, how it's, how you felt per, sort of perceived the, the story as it's sort of developed over the past few oh, weeks. Man, this is a massive can of worms, Jack. A massive can of worms. <laughs> and this is about, DJ. yeah, really. Oh, look. Okay, here we go. I've said I've promised you hot takes. Mm. All right, I've promised you hot takes. Mm-hmm. And you might have to drop some sort of sound effect in here. I'm thinking. I'm thinking some sort of DJ horn. You know that. <laughs> some of those reggaeton horns or something like that. Oh dear. This is my hot take. And mm. I and I'm sort of. This is my. I'm sort of. I feel like. I, I, literally on a level of, mm. you know, back going back thirty years ago when someone, um, you know, ho- a homosexual or a gay person would be coming out of the closet. I sort of feel like that sort of thing for me right now, but I I have slowly and I haven't wanted it to happen. But I, it is he has won me over. I've become a bit of a fan of Trump. Oh dear. Exactly, yeah. exactly, Jack. Jack, you're you lo- you're losing me, Jack. Jack, you go. <laughs> I'm expecting the Skype call to just, uh, all of a sudden. <laughs> Sorry, dude. You're having some yeah, technical exactly. No, no. I'm no. losing you. I'm going through a tunnel. Exactly, no. exactly. But but okay. okay. So now, when I say that, when please I please elaborate. That, yeah. yeah, please, please don't turn off Jack's podcast just yet. Um, look, hear me, hear me out. I I mm. am not. I've always. Um, this is, a, you know, I can go a long story about this, but hmm. I've, I, I'm not saying that he's a great human being. I'm not saying he's the great white hope. I'm not saying um, that he is always right or doing anything right. But there is something about him and his policies that he is doing right now that I think is the right things. He's he's making the hardest decisions and sticking by them, and he's not a politician in the best possible sense of the word. Mm. You know, like we've all said, we're sick of politicians, we're sick of the status quo, mm-hmm. and he is finally the first person that we've seen in, in you know, this Western mainstream culture where he's like, 
I'm doing my thing. And he's, and he's mm. standing by it, what he said he was going to do, you know, from mm. the very get go. So mm. I say all what, of that. At I, what cost, at what cost though is sort of what, I, when people sort of bring, and I agree with what you're saying. Yes. And that's sort of the thing I've, I've, We've spoken about it before. Is that, um, you know, yeah, he's but he's he's the difference. He's the thing, the different thing that America wanted. They didn't want the the you know the same old same olds with the Hillary and the same old politicians and that kind of thing. They wanted something different. Mm. And I do believe that something different was what America needed. But I just didn't. I just and I still don't <laughs> feel it, like but this it was the be right him. guy it for shouldn't that. Be anybody but him. That's it. Yeah, That's it. I mean, not I mean, not even not in anybody but him because there's much worse out there. Like yes. that's not. Yes. He's, you know, I'm sure like, his vice president would probably do a much worse job. Um, <laughs> but I think that I just think at what cost? Like some of the things he's done, and he's done. So, and like we've spoken about it, he's done some positive things. He's had some impacts. He's he stuck to his. He's very much stuck to his guns and what he said he was going to do. He has followed through on. Um, for the most part, but I just feel like it's just gone about in the wrong way. Specifically, like even and just many different things that we could go on for hours. But yeah. th- this specific issue is one of those examples. Okay, of, yeah. You know, uh, as that uh, it was a it was a problem in my in my view, and I'd like to get your view on this specific mm, thing. Mm, is mm. that it was a a hardline stance that he took from the very start about the border and border protection and that kind of thing, which yeah. is fair enough. You know, every country has the right to protect their borders. Amen. Um, but. The way that it was carried out and the way that it was handled was not well thought out, was not well planned and turned into a complete kerfuffle where you've got children, toddlers and that separated from their parents and put into cages. Um, yeah, I don't, look, I, I, I just, I, I just I, don't okay. think it was, I don't think it was well thought out, well planned and, um, and it's clearly sort of, I think it was the wrong, the wrong move. Okay. But, so, so, so give me your. Okay. So here's, here's my, here's my take on it. I, I, I think if I take a step back and zoom out and see the actual media coverage of it. I think it's, and this is, might be something we, we again, will end up talking about later on, but I, I, mm-hmm. I think it's ridiculous, the, the media coverage of this, because these some of the laws have their roots back to Bill Clinton, you know, that put mm. these laws in place. And yes, I mm. understand Trump and, and, his, and his crew said, we're going to be very hard about people mm. being prosecuted the minute they're an illegal, you know, they break yep. our law. Yep. And I understand yep. that that's the difference. I get it. And, the, and, the, and it's a different thing. But... The laws that that sits on top of are laws that were enacted by Obama, are laws that were enacted by Bill Clinton, laws that mm. were enacted by Bush. Mm. Uh, the the photos that first went around social media and the news that got everybody riled up on this, children mm. sleeping in silver things on the floor in a cage, were photos taken in 2014 under the Obama, Obama administration. Mm-hmm. None mm. of the mainstream news sources came out and apologised for that. They just deleted the post. They just deleted the stories mm. once they got the crowd's reaction to the story that they wanted. And mm. I see this whole story of two to 3,000 people, illegal illegal uh, people seeking refuge in, in, in America. Mm. I see it as a necessary... This, this is where we're going to differ. I, I see it as a necessary evil. This is... It's like... it's Or, or another way of saying it, a really hard, horrible good will will come out of this. Yes, we have to go through the pain right now to solve the situation. And this is where tr- I think Trump is great at. He's he's not scared to go through the horrible of now for the success of tomorrow. And we've seen that at play with North Korea. We've seen it at play with Israel. We've seen it at play with multiple decisions he's made. I think this is the latest one of that. He wants to fix the border. Now, his idea of fixing the border and my idea of fixing the border might be different. Your idea is probably different. But his very hard line of like, we need walls. We need to stop the crazy amount of illegals coming into the USA. Mm -hmm. So this is step one of that. 
And and mm. that's what he's doing. I think the emotional outrage that is perpetuated by the 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 mainstream media on social media and stuff is insane. I, I think it's insane. You know, like we know that there were thousands upon thousands of children under Obama's watch that were separated from their parents, and then in Ohio was were, were then given to children uh, traffickers. You know, and this is a known story. You can go to Snopes for crying out loud and find out the details of this story. It's known. It was reported by the media back then, mm. but we all forgave Obama because Obama was really cool, man. We loved Obama. He was a cool mm. president. He could speak really well. But so, we hate so, Trump, so let's let's just double down on this. Yeah, really, I mean, you know, I, I disagree. And like, I mean, I. And this is sort of, you know, I can't speak for, I'm not speaking for the mainstream media or anything like that. I can only speak yeah. for myself, but, yeah. uh, you know, I, I call, you know, a spade is a spade. So, like, if I, and it's sort of hard for me to say, like, I wasn't doing a news podcast when this stuff was happening, at, you know, in Obama's <laughs> administration. So, I can't really comment on, on I guess, my reaction to that yeah. when it was, you know, when it was going on. But I would, I would, if, if I was made aware, if I was aware of that story when it was happening, and so I would call that out for for what it is as mm, well, and mm, mm. and I think that the the response. So and this is the kind of thing that I like when this is happening. Is people are sort of going, oh, well, you know, Obama did it too, and Clinton did this and that. Mm. It's like, well, let's talk about what's happening now. Uh, and, I agree. And I agree. And the I damage that's been done to these families and these children, and it's it's like I guess the just the humanitarian discussion about you have seen the videos of where the children are at. Yeah, they're not terrible. I'm not saying that they're terrible for like, like I, I've sent my children. Some of them. Are, I've sent my children to camps for school. Yeah, that don't yeah. have as good as facilities as what yeah, these yeah. kids are. I'm not. I'm not saying that. Like, I'm talking about like, even if they were saying the Ritz. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay, they're, okay. These children have been taken away from their. They're scared. They're terrified. Yeah, They've been taken but, away from their parents. All, they don't know what's happening. Like, that's that's where I have an issue. With okay, it, I hear. You, I hear. You, yeah. But so that's, but that's, even here in Australia, if you commit a crime and you're mm. the sole ta- caretaker of your child, mm. and you're being sent to jail, your child doesn't go with you to jail. Yeah. And so no, I know that. And so here's and- the difference. I know this is the difference where people believe. Mm. These people are coming across the border because they're, they, they are looking to stay at the USA. Yeah, but they're going about it illegally. They are, doing, they are breaking the laws of the USA. So mm. they are therefore a criminal. And this mm. is the thing that I do not like in the, in the mainstream media. They are taking away the word, word of... They are interchanging illegal immigrant with immigrant. They're, they interchange. They like this is the point. In 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 if we're actually getting being truthful and looking at the laws of the land, laws that were there before Trump. Trump has nothing yeah. to do with these laws. Yeah. These are but illegal. Even, these are illegal immigrants. They're enforcing these laws now more than sort of, I guess, yes, the yeah. other governments have he, because of the specific situation of the child, like you know, the separation of the children and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, regard, uh, I don't want to talk. Uh, uh, Regardless of the what the media is saying and all that, yeah, I want to yeah, yeah. break away from that discussion at the moment because I'm sure we'll get back into that. I want to know what your feelings are specifically about the children being removed from okay, their parents. Great question. I have been looking into this story. Now, mm-hmm. it's very hard to get hard and fast stats because everything's moving so fast. Mm-hmm. Not all of these children. Some would say a, a, a lot... Not the majority. The majority, yes, are coming here with one parent or two parents. Mm -hmm. A lot of these children are not coming here with any parents. Mm -hmm. Okay? A lot of these these children have been known to be brought to the USA by, uh, by, like, they have been uh, 
their parents are in a place, you know, might be Colombia, might be somewhere like that. They've given their kids over to someone to take with them. Here's the other stat that I think if we were really caring about these kids coming over the border, here's the stats that we should be talking about. The most most uh, uh, conservative estimates of women, young girls coming over the border from the South in the USA, the conservative estimates say that 80% of them are raped. At least mm-hmm. 80% of them are raped. Some of them as young as 12 or 13, raped multiple times by sex tra- traffickers bringing them over to the USA. The reason why they're able to do that is because they have had weak borders and weak prosecution of people coming over and they haven't separated them and that that creates an industry so my feeling to bring it back again i think it's horrible don't get me wrong it's horrible to separate children from their parents why you're a parent and you're and you know this is happening and you're still doing it okay you know some of them are coming from horrible places and they're seeking refuge the majority, and yes, I'm going to go out there and say the majority because I think the mm. stats show it. The majority are financial refugees or lifestyle refugees. People just want to live in America because it's a better place than where they, mm. they're from. Now, that sounds unfair and it's not great, but it's the reality of the world. Where do you stop? Do you just say, oh, you want to live in the USA? Come on in. Like, you need to have some sort of law in place. We need to go through a really hard place now for solutions to come out and yeah, I agree. and and march and marching up and down the street and screaming about it and putting videos and time magazine doctoring photos of a child who wasn't even in detention at all at the feet of trump this only only builds the hype and hysteria it's not solving any problems no yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I don't want to keep hyping on about, I guess, the media sort of side of it. Is, yeah. I just Sorry. want to talk Sorry. about I brought the, the media back no, no, <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess I, we'll have to agree. I, I agree that, like, you know, like I said earlier, that they have a right to protect their borders and that, yes. but I just, I don't feel that they're going about it the right way at the moment. I, I, and, that's, and, and, and that's my view. And I agree with you. I, I actually mm. agree with you because, mm. but I think, you know, if you sat down with Trump, if, I, if, if you're just talking to Trump, I think Trump would actually say, oh, I agree with you. This is not the right way. We need to build a wall and make it so no one's coming in. Like that's, hmm. you know, the, the, hmm. the one step to the end type of thing. Now, I know that's where we, you know, where people might difference about what happens in the future. But hmm. it's very easy for us in Australia where we have some of the strongest Border Patrol, you know, laws ever. Hmm. And we have hmm. turning people back by the droves. It's us. It's easy for us over here to be all like, oh, Trump, oh, what are you doing? And we're hmm. over here. We oh, have, yeah, we, we've got dirty. Yeah, yes, we, we exactly. Back exactly. As well. yeah, I'm not, that's not that point's not lost on me at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, so moving on, I guess, to our main point of discussion tonight and on a similar vein, you've brought something to the table to discuss, DJ somewhat of a new movement that has emerged. Yeah, yeah. Tell us, tell us about hashtag walk away. All right. Well, this you asking me what the main point I want to talk about mm. was one of the hardest questions this week of me. Like, literally, I was wrestling with this yeah. so much. There's so many different mm. stories I wanted to bring. But this one just bubbled up at the last minute to me. And I was like, this is fascinating. So there's, there's a hashtag on Twitter. And there's two ways to, two, two ways to cover the story. It's actually what about, what about, but there's another thing, a news part of it about Twitter that I think is fascinating. Hmm. Is that there's a hashtag that has started over the last few months on Twitter called hashtag walk away. And hmm. it has been put out there by uh, once democratic or liberal or 
um, you know, left-leaning people mm. who have had enough with the Democratic Party and the way that things are going in the USA. Mm-hmm. And they've do- gone their research and to come up with another, you know, meme type of thing, they've been red-pilled or they've had their eyes open as they've researched alternative sides of the media. And they're like, hang on, we're being sold a bunch of lies and they are hashtag walking away from the Democratic Party. It, it, it all mm-hmm. it all sort of started blowing up a couple of weeks ago when um, a gentleman who I haven't got his name in front of me made a video. Uh, he's a, he's an, out, uh, an actor, a homosexual, uh, you know, actor from Hollywood and very articulate, articulate. And he gives his story about how he was a, a massive Democrat, Democrat and everything that his lifestyle was about sort of aligned perfectly with that. And he voted for Obama and, you know, two times and da-da-da-da-da. And then over the last, you know, few months... He's seen the division of the USA and he's like, man, this is, things are crazy. Things are really bad. As he dug into it, he's like, hang on, it's actually not the right's fault. It's the left's fault. It's the Democrat, Democratic Party. They're, they're, they're causing all this division. They're not actually got, they haven't got any solutions. And so they've walked away. So that, look, that is what it is to, to, mm. to name the name of the show in the podcast. But the, the fascinating, <laughs> one of the two fascinating things with me is mm. it is, massive it is being retweeted and youtubed and all over social media to a massive massive uh you know wave of this mm-hmm. um and the second part of it is a lot of people with independent um you know apps and 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 you know different ways to measure social media for example for the last few weeks it's been it's been hovering around the top 3 uh you know one of the top 3 hashtags on twitter Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you see trending on Twitter, yeah, it shows you the trending, hashtags. Yeah. It's been like yep. the third trending one for at least the last week. Yeah. But Twitter will not publicize that hashtag. If you look at what's trending from Twitter, it's not in there at all. And this is yet another case of, and and, and it's, op- look, it's openly out there. Like they will say that if you ask the Twitter Jack and the powers that be at Twitter, mm. they will say they will suppress any conservative voice on Twitter and uh, it's it's a real ongoing problem for anyone who's who's who thinks differently to what the powers that be at Twitter do. Okay, interesting. So there's two aspects of the story that I'm fascinated about there, Jack. Hmm. So I mean, I can't, I can't sort of speak on the the trending thing. Like I've always found the um, the trending stuff like it's, it's not that I have I don't, like I get it, hmm. but I've never I never really delve too deep into the. I find it weird how. Twitter is curated sometimes mm. and it's probably in the heart like I'll jump into like even just finding what's trending like it sort of gives you the like I I specifically I guess my Twitter feed it's like if I jump into my Twitter app now and I open up like this you press on the search thing it shows you what the things are trending and it's all sports stuff yeah because that's sort of where my my I guess the algorithm lies for me so I sort of always find it hard you know I've got AFL Frio Lions Hashtag Logie. Oh no, this Brisbane. is this. That's living in Australia, mate. It's always yeah. AFL is in the top. Yeah, the yeah, top yeah. There. Um, so it's sort of I always find like you know the the trending stuff. You know, I, I don't often see like the worldwide trending thing, so it's hard for me yeah. to sort of comment on that that side of it. Um, yeah. I'd be interested to know, you know, Twitter's I guess official 
uh, like stance, I guess, or what their line is on, you know, if questioned or talked about, if there's somewhere where they've actually stated, you know, the yeah, way well, that, is, is this something that they're public about that they suppress these things or is this sort of anecdotal or it's, it's a bit of both. There's a, there's a, there's a group in the States um, that have made headlines. It's run by one particular guy and he's got a bunch of different people and some mm. of what they do, I'm not vouching for all of it, but what they what this uh, uh, journalist activist is doing, he's very much on the conservative right side of politics in the USA. And what he has done is he's, uh, you might have seen, let's see, he's done a few different stories where videos will come out and it's like a dodgy video camera in someone's like glasses or their hat or their handbag or something. And they're talking to a journalist and the journalist will admit to being biased in one way or curbing a story, right? There's an organisation in the States that is behind all of that. Right. They did a massive operation on Twitter where they where they got uh, literally they got female actresses with mm-hmm. cameras on them to take out Twitter developers and in casual conversations in bars and stuff ask them hey what do you do when someone like I don't know Donald Trump is trending and these developers are like <laughs> we can we get rid of all of those voices any conservative voice or any republican we get rid of like we've got all the algorithms to suppress their voices and and like and it's open it's an open secret at this stage mm. that twitter uh especially with their verification like the blue hash hashtag uh mm. there's a lot of if you're a, if you're a conservative journalist in the states or work work for a certain people even people with a lot of trending stuff uh, they will. They Twitter uses the blue hash hash hash. You know the tick, the blue the tick, blue tick yep. Yep. as a bit of a. Oh, we, you know, we're verifying you. We like you, and so there's mm-hmm. been people who who will get there and then say something not so politically correct, and the, and Twitter will go, yeah, we're going to take that blue tick away. Thank you very much. And so it's a little bit. Hmm, uh, there's definitely um, there's definitely a, a bias uh, in, hmm. in Twitter, which is which is troubling because I think I know not everyone's a Twitter user, but I think Twitter hmm. is such a, a a great open platform for people to communicate and have a forum hmm. about everything. But uh, yeah, so there's that part of the story that I'm fascinated with. Interesting, interesting. Um, I guess then to the other side of it, the the movement itself, um, I found it a little bit. Sort of, you know, jumping into it, I was sort of like, what is, I, I sort of got what it was straight away. It was, you know, the kind of, and I guess the first thing, so the very first thing that I sort of noticed reading the first yes. um, probably couple dozen tweets mm. that, that were popping up was a lot of, so the, the, uh, the I guess a real sort of um, trend, I guess, for lack of a better term that I found in it was a, a lot of people sort of using the hashtag to justify like xenophobia and these types of things and making comments about, you know, like the illegal immigrant crisis and these yes. kinds of things yep. and, and, you know, making really sort of outlandish comments and, and almost justifying like racism and sexism and these types of things as free speech. And that. that's kind of the, a, 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 not, and they weren't all like that. No. So I'm not, I don't want to say they were all like that, but I found a real trend in that kind of um, talking in the way that that was sort of going through a lot of them. Um, I, the, I would I would say you, oh, you will find those type of hashtags in you will find people with that type of mm, sentiment in there. Mm, but I would mm. say it was the overwhelming minority. I th- I would say the overwhelming mm. majority is people saying, "I was a Democrat. I voted for Obama. I've walked away." 
Mm. Would you say mm. that? Oh, that these was... were like the yeah. no. Well, I mean, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like for the first like dozen or so that I read, they were all very much in that sort of in that vein. Um, when I sort of searched the hashtag, and, and they were some of the top ones as well. Mm. There was like a, not I'm not saying that was all of them, mm. but it was definitely um, a good chunk of like the top ones that okay. I that I read. Um, and so, and then the other thing I sort of that sort of you know we're reading it, and you know there's some good points that some people make, and a lot of it was very much a lot of broad statements there wasn't a lot oh, yes. of hard fact in it there's a lot of you know it's it sort of i was a bit skeptical i'm sort of you know That's reading good. some of the good. the yeah the verbiage and stuff and the way people were talking i almost felt like were you a like were you a democrat to start like it made me question them like were you a democrat oh, to start with or are you just fake news fake well, news no, this is this is my this is my you know interpretation <laughs> of it. i haven't i only read the one i could only find one news public article which is the one you sent me yeah. um on this i couldn't find any other sort oh, of it's, obviously it's, it's a not massive it's again i'm going to bang on a drum about mainstream media and i know immediately i'm going to be seen as some sort of crackpot you won't yeah. find mainstream media covering no, no, covering walkaway um, i mean the only the other mainstream media and i didn't even bring it up with you mm. is because fox news has done a couple of stories on it but as soon as you say <laughs> as soon as you say exactly as soon as you say yeah, fox yeah, news is covered that, walkaway yeah. people are like ha, ha, fox God. news fox and you're like oh boy okay don't worry about it yeah. so <laughs> i mean yeah i mean that's i had yeah. to find like the one that i sent you is a chinese newspaper a well-regarded yeah, chinese yeah. newspaper from new york um, i had to i found one article in that about it so yeah mm, mm. um and then i guess from the other point of view looking at it like and, and you know people are well within their rights to do this kind of thing to walk away from change their views on things yeah. And I'm very much an advocate for being able to um, to open your mind to different viewpoints and to change your way of thinking. And I think that the, the a lot of the issues that we have in the world is because people are too stubborn in their views and aren't willing to see the other side of the story and have an open discourse. And, you know, it got me thinking as well. I'm like, I'm sure that, well, I don't know if there's been a movement, but I know, I know specifically people like people that I know. Same thing, walked away from the Republican Party yeah, because uh, of what's happening on the right. 100%, 100%. And mm. I know it's on both sides. Yeah. My point being, though, that I, th- I I think, as far as I can tell of looking out there and seeing a movement and seeing what's happening in politics in the USA, mm. this is my overall point. And this is where people... Now, listen, if you're a hardcore lefty and you mm. and you hate Trump with, with a passion, you just dream of him at night... Warning, <laughs> warning, trigger warning right now. Trigger, trigger warning, okay? You might, you might need to pull out the fan and start fanning yourself, okay? <laughs> Trump is going to win the next election easy peasy. If he's still alive, if he hasn't been shot by then or killed or wow. bombed or something like that, he yeah. he and the, and the Republican Party, the new type of Republican Party after him, they're going to mm. walk it in. They mm. are not not even walk it in. They're just they they could be asleep at the wheel from now until then, and they're winning. All right, there is no alternative here, and there is a massive trend amongst especially Hispanic voters and Black voters in the USA moving away from the Democratic Party to the Republican Party to Trump because he is speaking their language and the democratic party is not they haven't done anything for them everybody over there that that i've spoken to a lot of people over there and even the people who had died in the wall democrats who who loved obama and mm-hmm. or even the others like I, I know people who were republicans and voted for obama because they were like man this is it this is the great white hope uh you know that we've always wanted the obama you know obama's coming in and it's, he's such an eloquent man and he's standing for so many things they were so disillusioned after eight years. The unemployment soared and everything like that. So now they're, they're you know, they're, they're just ready for, for a change. And I think, mm. 
I think the wins that that uh, Trump is having financially, uh, I think you know the the fact that unemployment is an all time low. Black unemployment is uh, is 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 historically at an all time low since they started measuring it in the nineteen seventies. It has never been as low under Trump, mm. and Trump has made it clearly. He has said time and time again before and after his election, one of his main priorities was black unemployment. And even though he mm-hmm. said that openly, people still want to make him out of some sort of racist. But mm-hmm. the fact is he's putting his money where his mouth is. Jobs are going up. Uh, and there are some uh, financial experts that are saying that they are, are they are going to see within the next couple of years, you know, in unemployment in the USA is like at, at record lows of like down to 1% or lower, mm. which is incredible, which is incredible. So, yeah. That's that's where I think this story, this walkaway hashtag, I, I wanted to raise up because I really, I really want to let people know who really only listen to mainstream news and only maybe read watch CNN or only MS, you know, you know MSN, you know, from the USA, if you or SBS over here, if you're only watching that and you're only consuming that 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 sort of what do we call it, the echo chamber. You're in for a rude awakening in two years when Trump wins again. It's going to melt down all over again. And mm. I that's what I'm sort of saying. Hey, prepare yourself now. And I, and look, if you if your policies and your worldview is 100% against everything that Trump stands for and you are, you know, pro-socialist, communist, uh, Marxist, you know, or, you know, really left wing type of thing, then then organize yourself and get it going and make it happen. Don't like scream and, and, and do marches. And I think, and I'll, I'll even, sorry, Jack, I'm sort of running away here with this story. No, no. The, there, there's that story that just, uh, you know, the um, Hispanic girl um, in New York, in in that seat of New York in the Bronx, who is yep. a socialist Democrat. And she's, a, yep. she's an out-and-out socialist, yeah, uh, yeah. much more than she is a Democrat. And yep. she, with, with and I, I, don't, I totally no applaud. No experience at all. No experience yeah. at all. Yep. No uh, donations from corporations, which is something that I just applaud her 100%. Mm. She gets my full respect for that. Uh, smashed it. She smashed it. She smashed it. Mm. She beat. She she beat. You know, beat the incumbent Democrat. You know, by far. Mm. Now, having said that, when you actually look into behind the scenes, there, she does come from a place of money. She she yeah. has a story that she's a working class girl. Yeah, not really. Yeah. Uh, you know, she, there's a lot of there's a lot of fluff around her story. And yeah, the sad yeah, yeah. and the sad thing is, is when you actually see how many people actually voted for her in 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 her seat, it's like yep. you know a possible one million people are there to vote, and the people that actually voted were like you know twenty thousand. You know, type of thing. It's yeah, so it's, quite, it's yeah, so it's, small. It's really bad. Yeah, it's really bad. But but my yeah, point my point is she's done the right thing by saying I don't agree with this, and I'm going to do something yep. about it. I'm not going to yep. scream and cry and protest and set fire to things. Yeah, I'm going to, and that I applaud her. That's where I, I, for whatever else, and I think I'm a lot like you, Jack. The number one thing that we believe in that people should have when it comes to politics and the governments that we're in is is freedom, utter freedom, to mm. express yourself and to say what you believe in 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 complete freedom. You should not have any fear that you know someone's going to come down down on you and that for that. Well, I mean, yeah, to an extent. I mean, I think 
and I've made this point before. I'm I'm all for free speech, but uh, and I'm very much the freedom of speech doesn't doesn't mean freedom of consequence though. Yeah. So if you if you say some outlandish stuff, then um you know you should expect obviously and like if that's the thing like if someone puts themselves out there and says something like that, then they've got to expect it to come back the other way. It's the same thing with this this show. I put this show out every week, and there's opportunity. I was having this conversation with someone last night. Is that doing this show? Sometimes you get in you get on a roll, and you might say something that you, not that you don't mean it, but it might come out the wrong way. You word it in a wrong way, and you. And and you would know this doing a live radio show. I'm sure that you've said things oh, yeah. over, over the journey where you go, oh, I probably didn't really, you, not that you didn't mean it, but you might have meant it in a different way. Or you might have said it a different way, but you've got to obviously, um, if you put yourself out there in a public space and you say something, you've got to stand behind what you say um, and own it and expect for, if, if it's something that's controversial, you've got to expect that people are going to come back at you about it. But I'm, I think where where we've where the left has gone wrong is that they've whipped themselves up into such a frenzy mm. and um, have the hysteria I guess level has, has gotten out of control yeah. and um, I've, I've tried to keep my like I get as frustrated as anyone about Trump often I, I, talk I, about him. I hear your swear words here on the podcast yeah <laughs> I have, it hurts my little yeah. ears you know yeah <laughs> but like you know I'll, I'll always acknowledge if, if I think he's done something that I think he's done well yeah. or you know I'd like this well, is a I, good I, thing I, that he's done for, and, for fun I've got to I've got to do this I've got to do this Jack I've got go, to do yeah. that I've got to do another hot take it's been a while for go a hot on. take I listened right. back to episode one of It Is What It Is yeah. with you and Jono doing the inaugural yeah. looking back at 2017 episode. And this is my favorite quote from the episode. Oh, go on. Yeah, here we go. You you said, uh, you said, um, are you and Jono said, Jono said something like, you know, Trump's not very presidential. And, yep. and, and, you know, the, and then you said, yeah, he's thrown the whole world into chaos. And then, yeah. and then you, you guys were talking about North Korea because this, this was during the era of him yeah. tweeting to North Korea. Yeah, this was, this was like Rocket Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And you were like, I can't believe he's having a pissing contest with North Korea. This is insane. Yeah, yeah. And then this is my favorite line. You said, look, Trump, he's no good. All right. He's mm. done good things. No, no, mm. he's done no good things. He's a baddie. If we were GI Joe, he would be Cobra. Yeah. He's a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. He's a bad guy. And I was like, yeah. I was like, you know, like that's that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not accusing you of having the the, the yeah. you know the the uh, the yeah. left reaction. Oh, it was here. definitely a hot take. Yeah, You know what? Like, and I'll, I'll you know what? I'll I'll put my hand up and say from where I was. And this is, I had this conversation with someone last night about this show specifically yeah, is yeah. that what it has allowed, what it has given me other than obviously a platform to try and entertain and put a product out there and be creative is it's allowed me to educate myself a love lot it, more. Love it. And, and where I am, where, you know, 23 episodes in now, where I was when we first did this show mm. was a very much... I had a very surface level understanding of politics mm. and you know world issues and that kind of stuff and it was very much like I would see what the what what my you know the people I followed on Twitter said and what the mainstream media said and that was pretty much my level of um you know like interaction with the news and that but since taking over since doing this podcast and I guess I've taken it upon myself to educate myself and to learn more about politics and policies and world issues and these types of things and and that's when everyone asks me you know what are you like you know how's the show going or what you know I said the thing I love most about it is that I get to educate myself awesome and I get to learn about things and and I feel like yeah back then it was what if I listen back to that episode yeah it was very much when you repeat that I'm like geez that sounds like <laughs> That does sound a bit cringy, <laughs> um, but I do. I do think that my, you know, my 
um, I guess outlook and views have changed in, in you know the last six months because I've educated myself now, and, look, and I still the vibe I have still about Trump is the same and yeah. I still have that same vibe of G.I. Joe Cobra <laughs> but I'll acknowledge if he's done something right well, I'll acknowledge if he's he, if you know if I if I if the left or the Democrats or someone the well, mainstream media or whatever do, say something that's outlandish well, the, and he, I think I've I've sort of I, I, I'm very much somewhere in the middle on most things well, but, yeah I, um, I, I, I hear you I think you are and I love the way that you you conduct the show but I've got a question for you Jack Hmm. And this might, this might, this is coming up from the last, you know, few things that I've I've heard on the show that hmm. uh, I, you know, you know, because I like the, the, you know the top few things that I hear that are, you you will hear if you could hear me listening to your show, hmm. you would hear me go, oh, that's great, great point, excellent, good job, Jack, go, <laughs> yeah. and then two minutes later I'd be like, no, <laughs> what are you saying? Like, stop, yeah, no, go you got on. it wrong. But I, so my question is. And this is really a big philosophical question now. Mm, good. What what things can someone do? Because I think I think you come down quite hard mm. on people that are vilified in you know in the public sphere. So here's mm. my question, and I'll, and I'll, here we go. I'll pull out one that went over a few a few episodes, and I am yeah. totally fascinated with the story. Is a, sure, sure. is Roseanne Barr? Oh yeah, sure. Okay. What could she do right now to mm. be forgiven? Hmm. What could she do to be forgiven? Or That's a good question. Or is mm. she even forgivable? Uh I think I think what she said is unforgivable, but I think you can forgive a person. Um, as far as what she could do to be forgiven, that's not really like I don't know if that's for me to sort of say. Uh, what what could she do if she, maybe if she. And by and by, for, uh, you know by, forgi- okay. by forgiven, yeah. I mean people go the the powers of be go. Oh, here's your show. Mm. Here's your show back. Yep, yep. Is there um, is there I, anything? I think that she probably could have handled herself better in the uh, like in the preceding days after that. Like she 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 sort of half assed apologies and then kind of doubled down on what she said and mm. was you know people were defending her the free speech and all that kind yeah. of stuff and and she kind of was retweeting stuff and being quite snarky and I don't think that and this is the other thing is like I don't th- I think she would only be and this is like I don't know Roseanne yeah. I've never watched I've watched Roseanne maybe like a handful of times over the, you know the journey old and new or whatever yeah, yeah. I don't think she would actually be sorry for what she said I think she would just be saying sorry to now you, better you're ready, you're ready for and that's just my opinion you're ready yeah. for the other hot take here go on is she had no idea and this is publicly out there right, right from the second it happened and mm. I was exactly the same because I was following this in real time Mm. I didn't know what people were complaining about because I saw this lady, this is an Iranian mm. lady and mm. she has a haircut like the the the, la- the girl from the Planet of the Apes, like the character from the original Planet of Apes. She's got a haircut like that. It was obvious the joke that she was making mm. was about, you know, the look of this woman and that. And then someone came in and said, you know, you know, her grandfather's black and she counts herself as a black American. And and that's where you saw Roseanne publicly melt down and go, "What the hell have I done?" You know, type of thing. Mm. And yes, she made bad excuses for it. You know, less you know the ambient thing and everything like that. And look, and I agree with you. It was it was a roller coaster ride emotionally for her afterwards of saying, "They're coming to get me. I'm sorry. They're coming to get me. I'm sorry." You know, like that that two that two thing. But I think we see other more popular uh, voices in the media. Mm. Uh, who who will say incredibly 
horrible things about the president or anybody else hmm. and they get pulled up on and they go, sorry, and everyone goes, oh, that's okay, we forgive you. It's okay, there's your show back. You can keep on going. But I, but we don't we don't have that same mercy. We don't have that same sense of mercy for people who who are on the other side of politics. That's what I think. And I'm again. I'm, I know this is a hot take because I'm sort of sticking up for Roseanne here. Yeah, yeah. But but and I again, I'm not excusing Which, what she said. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I, I like. I'll I'll say straight out. Like, I don't. I don't buy the whole. I didn't know she was black thing because she sort of. What she called. She said that she's the like. She looks like the combination of the Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby. Like, yeah. But but, I but just that to me is like a. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't buy that. Like, I don't. I don't buy that. There's. That I, I've. I've. I've known of that lady, Obama, Obama's right hand man. I had no idea. I've seen her a thousand times. No idea that she had any black heritage at all. On her Wikipedia page and on her profile page, she is born in Iran, listed as Iranian parents and everything like that. I had no idea her grandfather was black. I don't mm-hmm. no idea of her history there. And her son came out and said the same thing. The first thing that happened is she tweeted her son and said, what have I done? I didn't. And he said, I didn't know either. A lot of people said the same thing. A lot of people in the mainstream media said we, they were unaware. They admitted that they were unaware of it. And this is my problem with the way that media is covered at the moment. Someone's intention is removed mm. and we go to the letter of the law. We go to the letter of what they said. And mm. we take away total intention around why or how they were saying it. And so mm. to me, it was obvious that Roseanne was making a joke about the woman's appearance, not not mm. not the blackness of her, but her appearance. I mean, she was having a go at her for being a, Mus- a secret Muslim. You might think that that's, you know, anti-religious or something fine. And she was having a go at the way that she does her hair or anything and the way that she looks, not, a, mm. not on a... Not on a race side of things. It was definitely like uh, that's is my this is my hot take on it, and I'm I'm taking her at face value here only because yeah. only because I had exactly the same reaction. Like I, right. I I I I read that and thought, oh, I get exactly what she's saying. And then when people said, oh, this is racist, I was like, what are you talking about? And then you go, oh my goodness, she's quarter black and she identifies as an African American. Ooh, that's uh, okay. That's uh, ooh, ooh. there's going to be. Yeah. And then it went, it just melted down. And for her to say, hey, my intention wasn't that. Yeah. So then, so I guess then I sort of go back to the point of, you know, sh- the doubling down on it of the, you know, the, the, like the free speech thing. And, you know, she kind of like the half ass. I just, I don't buy it. Like I understand where you're coming from and, and the points you're making, but like that, that doesn't sort of fly with me. And it's the same thing of like what I said before is freedom of freedom of expression and freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom of consequences. And, you know, same thing with the Barry Hall and same thing with this is that yeah. if you say something stupid, you know, you've got to, you've got to cop your, your whack. And maybe she was dealt harsher because she's right wing. Yeah. And, you know, maybe, yeah, that might be fact. But the fact is she said something dumb oh, and yeah, she copped her right whack. And, and, and she's been very clear right from the beginning. Um, you know, one of the first tweets she said was, I spent all night on the phone to the heads of the heads of the television studio saying, don't cancel the show. Let me not be on it. Let me, let me kill off my character. Let the show Mm. go on because there's a hundred and something people working on the show. Mm. And they said, no, we're going to cancel the show. So she's been very clear at the beginning. Hey, I've said something wrong. I'm happy to take the blame. I don't care. I want these people to stay employed. And it's only now that she's like having to sign contracts where she will not receive one cent from the show that she divided her life on. Where now mm-hmm. they're going, okay, we're going to reboot the show as the, uh, you know, as the Connors, and it's going to follow the life of this, and they're going to kill off Roseanne yeah, yeah, yeah. straight away in the next season, type of thing. So, yeah, uh, I don't know that whole that whole area. I think I know we're sort of rabbit holed all over the place, but I sort <laughs> yeah, of I sort of see it as all sort of 
you know, it's sort of combined. It's like that that we started off with that walk away, you know, yep. the hashtag movement. And I think yep. I think when the everyday Joe sees the way that people talk about people in the media and this and this real irrational hatred that keeps coming out and division. Mm. People walk away. People don't aren't attracted to the fight and to the anger mm. and the vitriol. Mm. And that's where oh, I see yeah. the I see I, the walk away. I agree. I agree with all that. And and I've said and I, like this is what I said before is that I I think that the that the the left the far left and the you know the left wing media has dug itself into a hole mm. and has um you know whipped itself into this frenzy where people are now questioning everything and and I'm very much like I, like I've always said I'm very much in the middle on pretty much everything i consider myself um more liberal than conservative um but i'm saying i believe in small government and these types of things Mm. i um you know i'm all for like you know gay marriage and all these kinds of stuff and but i i yeah i I just i don't like either side like and that's sort of where i'm at is that i I very much dislike the right the far right and i very much dislike the far left because neither of them are doing any justice to Uh, anyone and the and the issue and the, the real issue is that 80% 80% of the population hmm. is somewhere around where I'm at and you know, somewhere in the middle yep. and it's these 10% on the far right and the far left that are ruining it for everyone <laughs> and it's like and I, so I, I agree. you know it's it's a, we're in a very interesting place I think and, um, and that and the, that's and that's where the, the that's where I think the interesting thing is that when it comes down to it Trump's policies uh, are everyday dads policies like the, mm. if you ask the everyday american you know dad you mm. know what do you view on these points i think it's going to align mm. pretty darn closely with mm. with trump's policies uh, and it was the same and it was the same policies like there's a great there's a great article that came out you know last year that had it was like an article online that you could play a game who said it trump or clinton yeah. and and it was it was an actual trick because you couldn't get it right because you know, all these things that you sounded like the words of Trump were actually Bill Clinton. And Bill yeah. Clinton's policies are very much in line with what Trump, you know, Trump, you know, is in line with now. It's just that that whole left side has kept on moving further and further and further and further mm. out. So mm. The mm. middle of America goes, both mm. both middle America geographically and the middle of America as far as average goes, we don't really believe in this politics that's way out there. We liked it over here, you know, back back yeah, in the centre. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's yeah. why he's going to keep winning. Yeah, I hope not. But, I mean, we'll <laughs> see what happens. We'll see what happens. Hey, I've, put, I've uh, put cash on it, man. I've put cash on it. Yeah. I've, uh, I've, got, I've opened up the betting account and I've put cash, uh, you know, Trump to win. And then, I wouldn't. Yeah, and, I mean, I would, it wouldn't surprise me if he did. And, but, and they're um, very, and they're very good odds. It's a great way to make some money, guys. Here's a hot tip: make some money, Trump to win. Yep. <laughs> there you go. All right, DJ. Let's let's um let's kick into some listener questions. Awesome. Uh, now, first question is in regards to a uh, new policy that the uh, Canberra government has implemented, and I th- believe they um tested this new pill it's a pill testing program that they're running at music festivals it was run at Groovin' in the moo i think recently where people are they bring their drugs in and have them basically tested to see what's in them and like what the the makeup is of it and uh in regards to that story tabitha from the act writes in and she asks pill test with the with the article and she says pill testing a good idea or encouraging the wrong behavior um this is uh so i mean i don't really know I, I found this. I find this really bizarre mm. that that this is sort of something that's going on. That it's even something that they're able to do, and that people are sort of coming in and like, yeah, sure, test my pills and whatever. I'm like, I find this very bizarre. Mm. Um, I'm very. I'm of the sort of 
the th- I find it I, the thing that sort of confuses me the most is that people are like actually going in there and let and are willing to sort of hand over their drugs to be tested and stuff. I find that quite quite funny. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I don't know sort of where I come down on it. Whether it's encouraging the wrong behaviour. I mean, if if it prevents someone from taking something that could potentially kill them, if they take it into if they take their pills into this pill test, it's a safe environment. They take it in there. They're they're free from I don't know exempt from some kind of criminal prosecution or whatever how it works and and they they have their pill tested and they go actually this has got something really bad in it this could potentially kill you and it saves someone's life then i'm all for it it's the same reason same sort of like well i'm not big fans of them like i understand the the need for like injecting rooms and and like sharps containers in in public toilets and this kind of thing so Mm. where do you come down on the pill testing oh look i i don't understand like we've just had this reminds me of the news story that's in the news right here in victoria with the andrews Mm. government wanting to open up the injection room yeah, 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 and and right next to the school. Look, yeah. I, I, oh boy, this is sort of my own walk away uh, story. The hashtag walk away thing. Like, believe it or not, mm. you know, you, you know, not not that long, say five six years ago, mm. I would consider myself very left on policies like this. I considered myself mm. very liberal in in mm-hmm. thinking about freedoms for this type of thing and seeing mm-hmm. the case for being there like you know positive government agencies and not only government mm. agencies uh church workers and 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 all these you know uh different people being able to be there for mm. these people with injection rooms with you know all these type of things uh i've got friends in the baptist uh church union in victoria uh they were on the cutting edge of this like over you know 15 years ago uh you know bringing uh people who needed to inject uh you know heroin and stuff into their chapels into their churches and saying let us be here with you let us help you let da 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 mm. because we'd mm. rather you mm. if you're going to need some help we'd rather be here with you with Jesus than you doing mm. it in the in the in the alleyway behind us and then mm. and then having an overdose and dying you know type of thing yeah. and i they sort of won me over for a while and i was sort of i consider myself right there with them but as I, I don't know, I think it may be part of becoming a dad. As you can become a dad and get older, all of a sudden mm. you're like, Wait, "What's going on here? Why? Why, mm. why are you testing people's pills for crying out? Like, why are you wasting money? Taste it, but yeah. take you know, on a recreational drugs to tell yeah, them. Yeah. And even the stats that they're that they're touting is like, oh, it's overwhelmingly positive stats. You know, three percent of people said they're going to stop taking drugs. You know, yeah, I know. <laughs> I read that. I was like, oh god. And I'm like, yeah, right. I'm yeah, sure. Like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm sure. You know, break. because again, you know, these people. I've worked with these people who are who mm. would be sitting there in the te- in the tent doing it. The social worker mm. types who are like, hey, man, I don't want to judge you, but this is what we're going to do. And you know, let me give you a brochure about why you know you might consider you know safer ways of doing this. And da 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 da. People are going to be polite and people are going to go, yeah, man, thanks heaps. Oh, you've made me rethink it. Yeah, probably not going to take the drugs. You know that two minutes out there in the doof doof tent. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They're going to go, whatever. And I don't know. It has me scratching my head. Fair enough. Fair enough. Our next question comes from Johnny in Bendigo. Johnny writes in and asks, in regards to an article written by Carolyn Cage in the Sydney Morning Herald, where she's uh, a... in regards to the um, the plastic bags, I guess the the removal of the plastic bags from Coles and Woolies. Apparently, people are up in arms about it, and uh, and he asks very much sort of leaning into the wider conversation that we've had. Is it is this outcry being overplayed by the media, or are people seriously up in arms about this? I love it. I love this we've article. Know, <laughs> we've known this has been coming, so I'm not sure why people would be so surprised. Does the environment not matter when we are inconvenienced? Mm. Thank you for the question, Gianni. And yeah, I think this was. This was very much 
um, a, a very similar to the Steve Smith article that we spoke about earlier. It's a nothing news piece. Someone's just looking for a couple of clicks. I don't know any, I have not met anyone who is, dis, who is, and I don't know, maybe that's just my echo chamber as we call it, but I've not come across anyone who is up in arms or upset or feeling like so ridiculously inconvenienced yeah. that we're not going to get plastic bags anymore. Yeah. Um, I, you know, like, as a, like you know, it's, it's only obviously just come in and I've gone to the shops a couple of times and have been like, damn it, I don't have a bag and I'm like walking out with my arms full of stuff, yeah. but I'm not like... Because you're, you're too, you know, jumping up you're and down too stingy it. to spend that 15 cents on the plastic bag under the counter. <laughs> yeah, 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 very much so. Very much so. Well, I'm saving the environment. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Look, I, uh, look I, I've got to be, I've got to put my hand up here and say, listen, mm. I, I'm a breakfast radio DJ, okay? And I've got my co-host, yeah. uh, wonderful woman by the name of Gosha. And we do a segment on every week, uh, once a week, I think it's on a Thursday, uh, two types of people, two kinds of people. And I, mm. I will come up with some arbitrary stupid thing that you know that you hear radio stations breakfast obviously breakfast DJs doing hey there's two types of people uh, there's people on the left who love to put tomato sauce directly on their chips and there's people on the right who want the sauce in a plate to dip which one are you oh it's insane it's a yeah you know you just carry on and build up the hype so people ring yeah, up yeah. and have some fun and that's I mean yeah. that's breakfast so we did this as a story I kid you not like, oh, really? two weeks ago where I look I know plastic bags are bad for the environment, but for the sake of the sake of the show, I did the big this is insane, you know, who you know, no one wants to give up the plastic bags. I use them all the time and gosh is like, mm. no, of course we need to get rid of the plastic bags, they're killing the mm. environment. And you build mm. it up, and I guess we're mm. media and to get mm. the people to ring up to have some sort of level of outrage and the fake news. Yeah, fake well, fake news is it. No, I, we like to say it's all theatre, you know, radio theatre. Uh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. because behind the scenes, even the people who rang up, you know, a few of the listeners who rang up and said, Yeah, I agree, DJ, it's insane. Why are they taking the plastic bags away? When we chatted off air, they were like, you know, oh, no, I do understand it. It's like, like no one, no one was yeah, seriously yeah, yeah. like boycotting the shops or anything. No, I know. It's insane. I know. It's insane. Very much so. Uh, and our last question comes from a hungover Pat. <laughs> and he writes in and he asks, he says, you've spoken about wings a few times on your show, Jack, and I'm in need of some recommendations. Where do you think is the best wings place in Melbourne? Oh, good question. That's a good question. Now, I, I'm a connoisseur of a wing. I do, I do love wings. They are second to burgers for me. Like, I love wings. Um, oh, where, where's Melbourne's best burger? 3121 in Richmond is, is Melbourne's best burger. That is my favorite burger place. Um, it's up there. It is amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. Um, there's so many great burger places in Melbourne. Uh, we went to 8-Bit on the weekend which is which is great as well um but 3121 is still the best burger in melbourne for mine uh as far as wings go i there's a couple of places one place i went to only for the second time and we just went there on the weekend it's called big pig little pig in cheltenham and they do a really nice um crispy southern fried chicken wing and the thing with wings and this is the thing like there's a there's a thing with the wings where they can have them two different ways they can have them without um, batter, or you can have them with batter, and I or like with the crumb. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I very much prefer crumbed. Crumbed. Speaking my language. Speaking my language. Have to be crumbed. Yep. Have to be crumbed. So if I think if you're gonna have crumbed wings, there's two places I would recommend. One is called Double D in Springvale. It's a little hole in the wall burger shop. It's my local burger joint, um, and they do a fantastic 
crispy fried chicken wing, yep. and also Big Pig Little Pig, Big Pig Little Pig in Morabin, um, sorry, not Cheltenham, in Morabin, do a really great southern fried chicken wing. And if you're going crumbless, you want Two Boys Tapas and Wine Bar in Dramana yep. on the Mornington Peninsula. They do the best buffalo wings. Oh, you're talking, you're talking the classic American barbecue sauce smothered type of stuff. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So they do the best bu- bu- buffalo wings you will ever have. Two Boys Taps and Wine Bar in Dramano. I highly recommend can it. I, can, I th- uh, can I throw another one in there? Another mention? Please do. Hot, Absolutely. Hot Chicken Project in Geelong. Hot Chicken Project The Hot in Chicken Geelong. Project in Geelong. If you like your wings with a bit of spice to a bit of kick, and oh, you yes. like them crumbed, bang, mm-hmm. bang. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, and But regardless of all that, the best wings in Melbourne are cooked by myself. <laughs> I make the best wings. All right, so we're all so, coming over to Jack's place. We're all coming over to Jack's place. Now, I make the best wings. Can I leave you with one last hot take, Jack? I know we're running long. Sure. I know you're running long on time. You're probably no, going to probably gonna have to edit this show to, to pieces. No, it's going up as it is. Here is here is DJ Payne's award to the best and worst guests on It Is What oh, It Is. Right. Okay, go. Well, this is for go. someone who's listened to every episode, and in some episodes I've listened to twice. Oh, wow. Uh, Thank you. Best best award. I'm dividing it between two. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, I'll give it. I'll give a runner up. Runner up, okay. Miss Ali Hart. Yeah, she's fantastic. She's fantastic. And again, I've got to do. I've got to play the. I've got to play the uh, the pro uh, pro female card here after everything that I've mm-hmm. said about Trump. So I'm giving it to Miss <laughs> Ali Hart there. But I think she's great she's because fantastic. she speaks her mind. She's got a fantastic yeah. voice. She is. Mm. Uh, she's underrated there on Twitter, old Miss Ali Hart. So props to her. Absolutely. But the winner, the award for the double winner there, has to be Geelong's own John O'Peck, followed yep. followed closely <laughs> by the scintillating knowledge of Mr. Nato Johnson. Uh, and I know, I know they're the first two people that you had on the show. Yeah. They're episode one and episode two. Episode one and two. But yeah. they are, they are. Every time they come back, I am like, oh, great. Now, here's my hottest of hot takes. I've left it for the very end. The yep, award for sure. the worst. Go. Worst guest on. Uh, it has been on twice. The one and only Sammy Deej. Sammy the Dorky no. one. He, what? he, he, from the, here we go. I'm going to, I'm going to start roasting wow. now. From the inconsolable podcast. Yeah. I agree hundred percent. Anybody that listens to that young man's voice for more than five minutes is on uncons- inconsolable. The no. old Sammy, Sammy Deej. He's like, that's not nice. I've, I've found out that he's only 25 years old. He, I love Sammy Deej. He, he, he uh, the, what, what is with the voice, Sammy? What is with the, <laughs> every, like, oh, yeah. he goes, not... he goes from speaking normal to all of a sudden doing this faux, like, you know, uh, he's, a, he's an eccentric uh, man. Eccentric he's man. I don't know. I found out, I did, I did a bit of homework on him, found out that he's a TAFE dropout. You know, that he's, you know, that he's, uh, you know, he spends his time playing video games and he's dropped out of TAFE, has no idea what he's doing. So shots fired on Sammy D. I'm, t- I'm coming here and I'm, and I'm taking you on Sammy. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to have to disagree with you there, DJ, because I, I do love Sammy D. He's a good friend of mine. So well, I'm not, I'm not sure how he's going to respond to it. He listens to the show every week look, as well, DJ. So he might, you know, I'm, I imagine he's going to have some, uh, something to say about well, that. Well, so, look, bring um, it on, Sammy. If I can, if I can get through listening to that uh, weird voice of yours, then I will uh, hear what you have to say to me. But Jesus. there's, there's my, <laughs> there's my hot take on Sammy not, D. 
It's just a little bit mean, I think. <laughs> well, uh, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of It Is What It Is. This has been a product of 8-Bit, and you can find all of our content over at 8-Bit.net, and you can follow us on Twitter. DJ is at DJ Payne. That's D-J-P-A-I-N-E. And I am at Cruzy underscore mate, and 8-Bit is at We Are 8-Bit on all of the socials remember if you've enjoyed the show head on over to itunes leave us a review give us a subscribe it helps get the word out tell your friends about us tell your family it'd be awesome to have more interaction uh, and if you've got any questions for myself or my guest next week who funnily enough is actually going to be sammy deej uh, you can email us at our new at our email it is what it is at 8bit.net like the lovely tabitha gianni and pat did and uh, we did have one last listener question, DJ, from our very own John O'Peck. Oh, no. And he writes in and says, who you calling ugly? Did you see the photo he put of himself as a young man on Twitter the other day with the luscious locks and the thin face? Yeah, yeah. Now, that yeah, was yeah, a good-looking yeah. young man. I don't know what's happened to him since, but... You know. Yeah, he's gone off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> he's gone off the rails. Uh, DJ, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you this evening. You're at, look, the pleasure's been all mine, Jack. I'm a massive fan of what you do in this podcast. I absolutely love it. Fantastic. Until next time, friends, it is what it is. 